Well, hello, 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 everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Talks with Salandria. I am she, and she is me. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but I sound exhausted because I am exhausted. It's been a long work day, and just a whole lot of stuff that I did over the weekend. I am exhausted, but nonetheless, I'm grateful and I'm humble. But your girl is just tired. I think after I do this podcast, I'm going straight to the BED. Do you hear me? But um, yeah, so I got enough energy to go ahead and get this um podcast on out the way for you guys. I can't leave you guys hanging. You know, today is Monday, so you know what it is. And I just want to talk about this the Gorilla Glue Girl, Tessica Brown, like. I am so, so, so over her story right now. Like, I'm tired of hearing about it. You know, she's really milking it. Thompson, she's embarrassed about, you know, comments and people making fun of her and all this and all that. But here it is. You done got you a manager. You booking interviews. People want to interview you because they just can't believe that you put gorilla glue in your hair and like you know i just really think that part of it was to try to be famous the trending topic you know and part of me feel like you know what she made a dumbass mistake but i'm just over it right now people are just going re- going bunkers trying to do debunking videos about oh you can spray this in your hair and it it stays white on your head so how she wasn't able to do this how was she wasn't able to do that and it's like y'all are literally out here being dumber than who what she is and has been see the difference between you and her she did it and she is capitalizing off of it you motherfuckers are just out here doing it just to prove her wrong and prove that she's a scam. Meanwhile, you risking the fact of losing your edges, your hair, to prove a stranger wrong. Now, I will say this. If you didn't even give this woman any type of money on her GoFundMe or any of that nature, why are you so pressed about what this woman is doing? I was not about to give her any money for her GoFundMe just based off the simple fact she was stupid when she put that glue in her head. Like, I can't feel sorry for stupid. Okay? Sorry, not sorry. But all these videos, oh, she's lying. She's doing this, she's doing that. And so it's this one particular video. It's a lady that's debunking her... um her story and saying that she's a scam because she actually put gorilla glue and all that stuff in her hair to prove Tessica wrong. And so Tessica is read and she's filing a cease and desist so that she can, you know, take the video down or whatever the case may be. And it's like, okay, Tessica, why would you go through all of that if it ain't no validity to what this woman is saying? 
You know your story, you know your situation. If your situation is what you say it is, why would you be trying to get somebody to cease and desist and to um, stop and stop um, posting videos and stuff like that? Do you realize how many other people you would have to do that for? At this point, you should just let people say what they want to say because you clearly got your 15 minutes of fame. You know, I did hear that you took that money from the GoFundMe and you uh, gave it to charity. I hope that's what you did because I also heard that your GoFundMe account was under investigation. So, I don't know if you made the right de the decision to take that money and put it into a charity so you wouldn't get caught. I don't know the whole situation with that. But, here's another thing. You got the surgery to get the hair, the glue, and stuff out your head, right? Then you turn around and say, I need to get my hair done. When the surgeon, the doctor clearly told you, you need to lay off of hair care products for a couple of weeks. And you went and you, and you, you put more products in your head and everything like that. So, my thing is this. And this is where it gets a little iffy for me. You supposed to have all had all that stuff on your head for about a month. You go when you had this surgery. Where's the the blisters? Where's where's the the redness of the the scalp? Like where is all of that? I didn't see any of that. I didn't hear you crying and say, oh my God, my head is burning after the surgery and everything. You woke up, you got up, it was like, okay, I need my hair done now. That's the first thing you talked about. So, you gotta understand why people think that you are a scam. Why they think you are lying, trying to, you know, get a come up. And I, I can believe a lot of these debunk videos and everything like everybody else is saying more than I can believe you because it's like ain't no way in hell I'm going to go get a free surgery to get some shit out of my head I know I shouldn't have put it in my head just to get off the damn off the table and say oh my god I need to get my hair done oh I don't have no hair like that should be the least of your worries I would think that you would have some type of burning sensation, some soreness, or something on your scalp. And when you, when they said that your account, your Instagram account is verified now and you got you a damn manager, like, where they do that at so fast? So you got to understand why people think you on bullshit, Tessica. So ain't no need for you to be going around doing press runs and talking about how sad you felt and all this and all that. When you, your actions has been giving people the reason to feel the way that they feel. That's part of your fault. But nonetheless, y'all, I am sick and tired of watching her. The shit happened. People gave their money on their own free will. Now let's move on from this fucked up ass story we have more important things to talk about and think about right now her story has come and gone she will be a thing of the past in a minute
I'm over it. I won't purchase any um, merchandise from her if she's going to milk this situation. I won't support it. So her little fame is going to eventually die down. Okay? So, y'all, let's just stop talking about it. Let her live her, her life and get back to whatever normalcy she could get to, you know, with her new short hairstyle and everything like that. Let's move on. Okay? Because it just, it doesn't benefit you. And a damn show ain't benefiting me. To constantly keep talking about it. And this will probably, this will be the last time I talk about her. Unless she do something else stupid. Okay? And I hope that's not for a long, long, long ass time. Nobody has time to be going through this. So, yeah, you guys, I think this video, this episode is going to be kind of short. I just want to get on here and talk about that. Oh, and I want to give my condolences to Jeezy of his mom passing. Um, Nicki Minaj of her father's passing. Um, Daz from the Dog Pound, his mama just passed two days ago. So, my condolences to all of you guys in the passing of your your mothers and fathers. Um, I don't know what Jeezy mama passed from. I don't know what dad's mama passed from. But I do know that Nicki Minaj's father was killed in a um, hit and run accident. The guy turned himself in. I guess that guilty conscience was just eating him up. But the fact that you fled the scene, sir, just made your case even worse. Cause you got out your car to go see if the man was okay and he didn't say anything but you got in your car and you left I'm so glad that you thought it was the right thing to go in here and turn yourself in cause you was about to be all types of bastards sorry ass all that type of stuff for me you still is a little bit, but you decided to turn yourself in and smart move because I'm sure Nicki Minaj would have spent money to find out who you was who killed her father. So you did yourself a favor, sir, by turning yourself in. Again, Nicki Minaj, my condolences to you. I can't even imagine the hurt that you're going through right now especially just passing up a parent passing away other than natural causes and old age you know that is sad but yeah my condolences to everybody so I'm going to end these topics right here and when I come back I'm going to give you the segment of today for your information for Black History Month. We are almost done with Black History. We have two more days. I have two more days, Wednesday and Friday, for my um segments for your information for Black History Month. I cannot believe that this month is almost over, but of course I can. It's the shortest month of the year. They knew exactly what they was doing when they decided to give African Americans a month to celebrate Black History. They gave us the shortest month of the fucking year. But as I always say, Black history is every fucking day. 
don't get it twisted so y'all not really doing nothing to try to shortchange us in the history that my people made my ancestors made so stick tuned if you want to know who i'm going to dedicate next today's segment of for your information i am going to dedicate this to the one and only sadie tanner moselle alexander that's right miss sadie alexander who is a native philippinian philadelphian and lifelong champion of civil rights and equal opportunity for all regardless of race or gender sadie Tanner Moselle Alexander was a leader in the legal, political, and civic arenas of her day. Among her many firsts was her place as the first African-American woman to enroll in the School of Law at the University of Pennsylvania and earn the Juris Doctor degree. She was also a wife and mother and an unlikely comic book hero. 1898, born January 2nd in Philadelphia to Aaron Albert and Mary Louise Tanner Moselle. In 1916, she graduated from M Street High School in Washington, D.C. and entered the University of Pennsylvania. 1918, she completed her undergraduate program at Penn and was awarded a Bachelor of Science degree in education with senior honors. In 1919, she earned a Master's of Arts degree in Economics at Penn and was awarded the Francis Surgeon Pepper F Fellowship in Economics, which enabled her to study for her doctorate. In 1921, she became the first African-American woman in the nation to earn a PhD in Economics. Her dissertation was the standard of living among 100 Negro migrant families in Philadelphia. Also in 1921, she was elected the first president of the Grand Chapter, the National Organization of the African American Sorority, Delta Sigma Theta. From 1921 to 1923, she worked at, as an assistant actuary at the North Carolina Mutual Life Insurance Company in Durham, North Carolina. In 1923, she returned to Philadelphia where she married Raymond Pace Alexander the brother of her good friend and sorority sister from undergraduate school, Virginia Alexander. In 1924, she became the first African-American woman to enroll in Penn School of Law, where her father, Aaron Albert Moselle, had been the first African-American to graduate. She was also the first African-American woman to serve, as, to serve as Associate Director of the Law Review. 1927, she became the first African-American woman to earn a law degree at Penn, passed the bar and practiced law in Pennsylvania, joined her husband's Center City Philadelphia law firm, specializing in estate and family law. In 1927 to 1931, she became the first African-American woman to serve as Assistant City Solicitator, Solicitor of Philadelphia. 1936 through 1940, she served her second term as Assistant City Solicitor of Philadelphia. 
1943 to 1947, she became the first woman to serve as secretary of the National Bar Association. 1946 to 1965, she served as a member of the Philadelphia Fellowship Commission. In 1947, she was appointed to the President's Committee on Civil Rights by President Harry C. Truman, Harry S. Truman. The committee's report to secure these rights served as the foundation of the civil rights movement in America and was the basis for future civil rights policy decisions and legislation. In 1948, she was named Woman of the Year in Negro Heroes, a comic book published by the National Urban League in conjunction with the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. In 1949, she was chaired a special committee of the Fellowship Commission set up to ensure that a new city charter would include provisions guaranteeing equal treatment and equal opportunity to the city's administration. In 1952, as chair of the Fellowship Commission Committee, drafted a section of the Home Rule Charter of 1952 calling for the formation of a Philadelphia Commission on Human Relations. 1959 opened her own private law practice after her husband was appointed judge in the Philadelphia Court of Common Pleas, the first African American to serve in this position. A quarter of her practice was dedicated to the civil and probate court work, while the rest of the time she focused on domestic relations divorce, adoption, and juvenile care. In 1974, she was awarded her fifth degree at the University of Pennsylvania, an honorary doctor's of laws degree. This was the first of seven such honors by colleges and universities around the country. In 1976, she retired from the active practice of law, but joined the firm of Atkinson's, Myers, and Archie of Counsel. In 1978, was appointed chairperson of the White House Conference on Aging and by President Jimmy Carter and charged with addressing a range of social and economic needs of the elderly. In 1989, she died on November 1st at age 91 after having been recognized in her last decade as one of Philadelphia's leading citizens. Miss Sadie, I give you your flowers even though you are no longer with us. This is my first time hearing of you, so much respect for all of your contributions, your dedications, your drive, and everything that you put forth. Your legacy will most definitely live on, and I thank you. So this includes my segment of For Your Information, you guys. I hope that you enjoy me blasting you with a little bit of culture right here today. And I hope that you take this reading here and further research her and find a little bit more about her and her journey. And don't forget, tell your children, tell your friend, tell your family, tell your coworker, tell somebody. Let's learn more than the original stories of our African-American heroes for Black History Month, okay? And with that being said, you guys, I'm going to call this a segment, and I am going to call this an episode. I thank you guys for tuning in, and I will chat it up with you guys on the next podcast, which is on Wednesday. Bye.